Hi guys, Matty Jackson back here with the Academy North from Behind the Lockdown podcast, back with Steve Cole. How are you, Steve? Good, mate. How you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Very well. Um, so yeah, check out our website, academynorth.co.uk, social media at Academy North one and if you are enjoying the podcast, or even if you're not, subscribe to them anyway on Spotify or Apple. Um, okay, let's introduce our next guest. We've got another England international with us today, so we're getting very lucky at the minute. Uh, he's played four test matches, three ODIs and a T20 international. Still only 25 years of age, but scored over 10,000 career runs in all formats. So nice to have you on, Ben Duckett. How are you, Ben? Yeah, very well, thanks, guys. Uh, how are you guys? Yeah, very, very well. well. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on, pal. No worries. How's your, uh, how's your lockdown period going, then? It's not too bad, yeah. I'm just sort of trying to get through each day. And um, to be honest, I've got my, my best mate living with me and my two sisters. So at least I've, I've got a bit of company and getting a bit of fitness in. And I guess whilst the weather's like this, it's, it's not too bad, is it? Get out in the sun, get out. Bit of a tan on for when we do eventually get out of the house. You'll have a, you'll have a great time when you finally get back on TV, won't you? Yeah, well, my, my my front side will at the minute. I think my back's gonna be quite pale. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're celebrating a hundred by whipping your top off, it should be all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, little quick question we're asking everybody, seeing as everybody's looking for things to do. What's on your uh, What's on your Netflix at the minute, Ben? Netflix. I, I actually haven't watched loads of it. Um, I actually downloaded last week or subscribed to the Disney Channel. I sort of rolled, rolled back. <laughs> um, uh, so been watching a bit of that. I've actually not watched as much TV as I thought I was going to. I, because the weather's been good, I've actually tried to just get outside and sit in the garden for most of the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what's on, I think, starts next Monday is Killing Eve, which I actually really enjoyed the first Oh, yeah, about to that. Yeah. yeah. starts again, so I'll definitely be watching that. But, yeah, I've actually spent a lot of time outside. Well, while you're outside, you can stick our podcast on in the background. Exactly, that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, so let's dive into some cricket, shall we, Jacko? Um, so, Ben, yeah, you started at North Ants when you were 11 years old, I think it was, made your debut. At an early age of seventeen, how, what was that like coming into sort of first class at such a young age, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it was probably. I think I came in for an injury. I can't remember that why I played that game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I felt like I was probably ready. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether I was or not, I don't know. I don't know. Any of the guys in the team actually, because. Um, obviously, being at my boarding school, I didn't actually, you know, get to my, many training sessions throughout yeah. the winter. I was obviously at school. Um, I didn't watch loads of county cricket then. Um, so, so yeah, it was interesting. Obviously, I sort of, I, I think I probably just strolled into the T Twenty, probably yeah. with, with no squad training or anything with the guys. So I knew a few of them through academy, but um, it's probably quite good because. I was, didn't really know what to expect. Um, I played a bit of 19s, I think, before then. Um, yeah. So, the standard-wise, I felt fairly ready. But to be honest, it, it was a, a terrible game. I think it was... <laughs> I, I think we it rained after 10 overs of our innings. I think I was about 5 out of 12 balls in a T20. I was probably about to let loose, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then they, I think they needed 20 off 6 overs in Duckworth Lewis and won it in the second over or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Great to start, but um, yeah, it was it was nice to, to make my debut. Bit of an anti-climax for the first one, then. 
Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect after that. <laughs> hey, still, still red ink. Oh, four hours. Well, exactly. I got, I got my <laughs> my knocked out, and yeah, I faced two balls of Murali, so Murali thread. Oh, nice. Uh, one, yeah, one, one to tell people when I'm, when I'm a bit older. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, Ben, you touched on the uh, sort of 2020 stuff. Uh, I think 2016 was obviously a massive year for yourself, wasn't it? I think it says it was two, over 2,700 up in all formats, plenty of list day runs. Um, and obviously you went on to win the, the 2020 as well, mate. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty special year, if I'm honest. It's probably one I, I obviously had a bit of busy winters and summers after that and you know I probably won't even reflect on that properly until I've probably finished my career so yeah, um, yeah it's, it's one that now I've, you know, whilst I'm playing I probably don't want to look back on too much obviously need to kind of move on but you know at times I, I've probably thought in the last 12 months to 18 months since moving to Knott's kind of you know what I did do well that year and um, tried to get footage of it and stuff but yeah it was just it was just a crazy year I guess it was it was my breakthrough year like plenty of other young lads have had and um you know people yeah. probably didn't know quite as much about me that year so they just sort of you know ran and bowled and <laughs> you know I, I ended up having a I, I started the season very well which was I think the key to the whole thing yeah so I was in good start I think um so you know the toughest thing really the last few years is actually sort of backing up and and you know bowlers have got more footage on me they've figured me out a bit so it's something that I've sort of battled with over the last two or three years but yeah, I'm feeling in a pretty good space now. Yeah, you mentioned there about about backing it up, and 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 also that bowlers might not have known you as much. Do you find potentially that maybe there's a bit more expectation on you now after all that? Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, the start of that summer, I you know people I think kind of knew what I could do, but you know I wasn't playing in the Lions, I wasn't anywhere near England. So like there were no talks of playing for England. Um, I just went out and enjoyed myself and played sort of my natural game and. I think the biggest thing for me is my natural game um, is, I don't know, it's fairly loose. I'm not the most <laughs> player. Um, so I, I think now more eyes are on me and, you know, the way that I get out probably doesn't look great. But, but in 2016, people weren't looking at me. All they were looking at was the scores I was producing, you know. And, and the four-day stuff that year, I remember I, I scored quite a few runs, but I, I scored four big Big, big hundreds, and I had a lot of low scores. Yeah, you know, if that was if that if that was last year or the year before. You you feel under a lot of pressure then after those low ones, but because yeah. I under them, I sort of just cracked on, and you know, yeah. You know, luckily, a couple of weeks later, I scored a hundred again. But now, because there is that pressure, like you said, you know, there are more eyes on me. There's more, you know, people on yeah, Twitter, definitely. you know, having a go at me, which is, I don't really let get to me. But I think everyone, you know, when you read something or it does probably deep down you do think in the back of your mind oh god you know I've got got to get a few here I'm under a bit of pressure or blah 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 yeah. so yeah, yeah it's yeah. a pretty pretty special one that yeah yeah, well, again, moving on, you you mentioned this as well. You're setting us up really nicely here for this kind of line of questioning. No, no worries. It's almost like we prepared this. Um, so you mentioned about move, moving on to knots. Um, I guess how difficult was that to leave leave where you'd done, where you'd came through to to move on? Yeah, um, I in the end, I don't think it was really a difficult decision. I think yeah. You know, North Hans was a massive part and it, it will be for the rest of my life, of my career. And, you know, I always, I've got mates there, I've mates with the coaches. I, I still actually live here now. Like, it's right. it's been my home for quite a long time. Um, but it just felt like 
I had to go at that point, um, which is a real shame, obviously, you know, being at a club that I've been at so long. But I, I obviously, the year I did well, I, I signed an extension for two years or so. And I went into that, that last year, no offence. You know, I knew it was last year of my contract. I didn't want to extend. I just wanted to have a play the season and just see what I was out there and, yeah. and the offers I got. And um, when Pete Moores came and, and spoke to me, um, sort of halfway through, three quarters away through that summer, it was just a no-brainer to move to Trent Bridge and, and be around international players. In my opinion, probably one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah, uh, You know, to, to play at a test ground. Um you know, and, and everyone actually at North Ends, in the involved in the in the game was was completely understanding, and and there was no no hard feelings. You know, the coach David Ripley was like, you know, I wish you all the best. Yeah, kind of thing. Players were all very good. You know, I still speak to a lot of them now. Um, obviously, the, the fans and stuff would probably you know you're not loyal, but uh, I think no one really understands until they're in that position and. Um, it's just it was just a decision I really for me to to sort of try and get back in the England side and, and to be honest it worked because I signed um, and the next win trials in England Lions team you know after a pretty yeah. average summer yeah and it does just show that they probably saw me you know if I'd have stayed at signed for years they might have, they might have said look we think Ben's pretty comfortable um, you know his ambitions I don't know what they are but I think me moving to Notts kind of showed the selectors. And yeah. everyone, no, I didn't want to just settle with what I was doing. I wanted to push myself and, and you know, get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, brilliant. And once again, mate, thank you so much for teeing us up for the next topic. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, let's talk about the England stuff. Obviously, you made you you played three ODIs in Bangladesh, and you, you did pretty well, didn't you? Two sixties in three games. Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, yeah, you know, they were fairly low scoring games, I guess, and I was actually pretty happy with how I went. Um, you know, the only problem for me was obviously at the time Hales didn't go, Morgan didn't go, Root didn't play. So I was one of the maybe three or four guys who were, were sort of backups. And to be honest, yeah, I, I, I felt like I, I did pretty well and I put my hand up going forward for the next series to India. And unfortunately, they you know, they went with a couple of guys who had been around the setup for a bit longer than me. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit disappointing, but yeah, it was a nice taster in, in fairly tough conditions. Yeah, it's, it's, I was pretty happy with how it went. I mean, we all know, obviously, what happened this summer with the England one-day team, but that, that kind of, obviously, you've talked about trying to get back into the England setup. That must be difficult, personally, kind of how strong England are, especially, probably especially yeah. with some of the batsmen, in there. Yeah, and I actually think the toughest thing about getting involved with the setup is actually, yeah, the, the, the years after that, because of the expectations, like we spoke on a bit earlier, was... You know, I, I probably thought too much like ahead rather than just yeah. the way yeah. I got into that setup was just playing the way that I play cricket, enjoying it. And if it went well, it went well. Whereas I think I just, in my head, I got a bit built up and I was looking too much to try and get involved in that setup again. Whereas, you know, it's probably actually taken me, you know, that's four years ago now, four or five years ago. It's probably taken me till this winter now where I'm thinking, I just want to enjoy playing cricket again. And, you know, if Brilliant, I can get yeah. back to my best, then, you know, if that gets me in the setup again, then it does. If it doesn't, then, you know, at least I've I've done what, you know, goes well for me. Yeah, that's a great attitude to have. Just briefly, we'll touch on, on Test cricket. You you opened the batting in Bangladesh and batted four in India. Was that was that quite difficult in terms of settling into a side to, to kind of chop and change between two positions? Yeah, it was. Um, actually, I, I, 
it, it was Bangladesh was very tough, and Alistair Cook after actually said it was probably the the toughest conditions he's kind of had in his career, or yeah. one of them. Um, so obviously that was a really tough start in Bangladesh, and I, I got fifty six in the yeah. in my last innings opening, and kind of they just said, look, go out there and play your game, and I did. I, I remember I reverse swept one in the second over, hit a six in the third or something. Yeah, I remember watching this. Yeah, and just kind of trying to tee off a bit. Um, <laughs> And then going to India, they wanted to drop Gary Pallance and get Hasib in. Yeah. And to get Hass in, basically, he had to open. So they said to me, if I, could I drop down to four? And at the time, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's fine with me. I'll, I'll you know, take the shot off the new one. Whereas really, <laughs> the best time to bat in India is actually facing the new ball against the Seamers. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Uh, but I actually think if I'd have gone to India and maybe, I mean, obviously, I had a, I had a bit of a slightly my technique to offspin, but to be honest, it was, it was against, in my opinion, the, probably one of the best offspinners there's, there's ever been, especially in those conditions. So, you know, I didn't want to overlook it completely, but, you know, it might have been different if I was 30, 40, not out when Ashwin came on, yeah. um, as opposed to going in just before lunch, you know, on null. So, yeah, yeah cool. looking back, it was like, but there was nothing I could do. It was completely out of my hands and um, I still backed myself to be able to score runs, but it just didn't pay off, really. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so obviously you've scored um, a lot of runs, mate, in a lot of formats, but there was, uh, there's going to be a new format soon, wasn't there, in the 100? And uh, you were one of the top picks for the Welsh Fire with some big names like Stark and Smith. Um, so, yeah, were well, you looking forward to that, mate? Obviously, it's something a bit different, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I mean, it, is, it would have been really interesting to play. I played in a, a practice game a couple of years ago, and it was a little bit weird. I, I, when I was batting, I was kind of like, look, just... Just face the bowler here. Don't think about how many balls are in the over. You know, just just sort of just play the game. Um, it, it would have been phenomenal, I think, to you know, if we'd have had some lovely weather this summer and we'd have filled yeah. our stadiums. And you know, for for people just watching, it would have been, in my opinion, I think it's got the potential to be the second best competition in the world behind the IPL. I, I spoke to someone the other day and I said it's probably going to be quite hard to beat that tournament at the minute, but. Um, you know, with the, looking at the squad, you go through each team and oh, there's not many weak links at all. Um, and yeah, for me, obviously, I it would have been, you know, I'd have been playing with Steve Smith every day, and, <laughs> you know, seeing seeing how he goes about his business and stuff. And it would have been quite cool to, to you know, be with one of the world's best and, you know, start running in with the nets. I might have opted out on a few throwdowns there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looked like it was going to be a really cool competition. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this summer, but... When, when it does happen, I, I think it'll be very good. Yeah, hopefully. Um, just just a brief one before we go on to your your your. And he said your last eleven, then your best eleven. Um, so obviously, at Academy North, what what we do is tours and tournaments and and big events, and and then obviously run a lot of coaching. Um, can you think of kind of a memory or, or or a moment that sort of pushed you into thinking that that a career in cricket is what you wanted? Um, let me think. I mean. For me, I was just, I grew up, my, my family were very sporty and just from playing cricket in the garden to, to you know, I, I, I went, I was pretty lucky with the schools I went to. I went to Millville Prep and Stowe School and played all sports. I think for me, it was just a question of which one, you know, which one's best for me. And I, I actually remember I was about 10 and I, I, I like to think I was a fairly good tennis player and I played got a Thank God I didn't choose it because I'm tiny, so I'd have been hoping. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I actually did because they were in the same sort of time of the year and it was like, you know, do you want to play tennis, do you want to play cricket? And I, I scrapped tennis and, and went for cricket. And for me, the big reason why was because it's a team game. I used to yeah. I used to hate tennis, like just the fact that it was all on me. I used to beat myself up about it, you know, whereas I'm, I much prefer playing team games. Um, but yeah, that was the only really one as a youngster, I think. Throughout the majority of my, my school years and stuff, I was pretty set on that was what I want to do, really, um, just just depending on how good I was and, and how it went, really. Yeah, I think, interesting one there, just uh, one of my best mates quit cricket, obviously just club cricket, to play golf recently, and he, he said the exact opposite, but it probably says more about his ability against yours, that he prefers golf, because <laughs> he prefers golf because at least he's only letting himself down and not his mates, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, or maybe I just rely on other people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, Ben, we'll uh, we'll go into your best eleven now uh, with some some obviously some massive names. We've got 11, 11 full internationals in here. So we'll we'll start up the top. You mentioned him before, Sir Alistair Cook. Sir Alistair Cook, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, he's to be honest, it was a privilege to be able to. I think he's one of those names where I'm going to be. You know, however old I am, speaking to who, but to say that, you know, I've, I've opened the batting with, with him in, in Test match cricket is, is pretty special to say. And yeah. just, uh, just I can't, I just admire the way that he went through his career and kind of even just the style of how he played. You know, he wasn't a flair cricketer, and he kind of just got on with his own. He's probably, I guess, one of the most mentally strong, probably sportsmen around, isn't he? And just actually being able to get to know him when I played, he was just a, one of the most normal. I've ever met in my life um, you know you would not know it was him if you were just chatting to him away from cricket um, so yeah he's a pretty pretty top guy Brilliant. Yeah, you mentioned that about him being mentally strong. That's something he's talked about, isn't it? Um, I guess you have to be not only to, to keep going as long as he did, but captain in England and all the scrutiny that comes with that as well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the captaincy, but I think mainly like his batting, I think like he only had one way of playing really, and he did it for 15 years or whatever um you know i spoke obviously about doing doing well a few years ago and you know bowled is figuring me out yeah and finding ways whereas he you know he he's that good that he had one way for 15 years and scored all those runs in, in one way really with three or four shots is, is quite phenomenal really yeah incredible incredible what, what? yeah so um yeah you talked about uh Cook not being a flair, sort of a flair player but his partner is i suppose in uh, alex hales yeah, I've got to get Hales in there, obviously teammate of mine now. Um, yeah, I, I've obviously picked these 11 and some of them would be in like a one-day side. Some yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So, but, but Hales, yeah, I was, you know, I've obviously watched him loads over the years and stuff, but I was actually, well, I don't want to play surprised, do I? I could really, but I was surprised with his actual knowledge of the game and when he's batting. He's not like I used to kind of think he just belts it out of the park. <laughs> Whereas I, I was quite shocked this year batting with him how actually switched on he is. And me and him, like, I probably had all my partnerships really with him this summer in the T20 stuff. He's very switched on. Like, he's he, off the field, he is the most sarcastic, you know, <laughs> banter, chat, he'll spray me all day long. But as soon as we're batting together, it's very switched on and it's, you know, he's, he's very switched on. So I was a little bit surprised with that. But I think, again, with Hales, you know, you know we'll, we'll say on the pitch, he's, he's been phenomenal, hasn't he, for yeah. however long. And I, I think people forget, um, you know, you see T20 stats and things come up and his name's always there. And 
think that shows you know how well he's done for the over the years. Yeah, I think I was just kind of kind of touch on that. We all know sort of roughly what why why he was left out of the World Cup squad and stuff. But if you look at his winter in terms of. He's still one of the top picks at all the franchise stuff. He's probably still still one of the best limited overs opening batsmen around, isn't he? Oh, 100%. Like, obviously, he was left out of that World Cup side, wasn't he, because of off-the-field incidents. Like, obviously, Vince, Vince played instead of him, but, you know, Hales would, I, in my opinion, still walk into the best England one-day squad in the country by a, by a long way, easily. Yes. Um, so, so, you know... I'm I'm very happy for him that luckily that you know the franchises you know they didn't really care about any of that stuff they just want to pick their best players don't they so yeah yeah to be honest he's had a world he's had a worldy twelve months he's been number one pick in a few comps and played around the world so you know he's, he's gone alright it's not a bad way to spend winter <laughs> no, so so move, moving on at number three we had an Aussie we had uh, we had Cameron White yeah um, slightly different one obviously Cameron was. I think he, was, he did most of his damage for Australia before I was sort of playing cricket. But I remember um, when I was 18 and won the T20 with North Hands for the first time. Um, and just the maturity of how he played. And I remember in the quarterfinal, semifinal and the final, he did, I mean, didn't get man of the match in any of the games. But he was 55 not out of 35, 40 balls in all three of those games. And I just I just thought the way that he played in those... Um, it's just a different class, really, and kind of under the radar. No one really sort of spoke about it too much. Yeah, um, it was just quite, yeah, it was quite, quite, a, quite a pleasure to play with him back, back as a youngster and to sort of try and pick his brains a little bit. Yeah, you said you said under the radar. Then um, obviously he's a massive name, but when we were kind of looking at when you sent over your best eleven, I was surprised that he's he played over one hundred and forty international games in all formats, which did, yeah. did surprise me because that has kind of crept under, hasn't it? Yeah. Exactly, and I think just obviously because it's a bit of a while back now, isn't it? I mean, he he wasn't really playing much in international cricket after 2013, so it is going back a little bit. But I just, you know, I also wanted to just change up and not just have loads of English players. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what was he like around the changing room? Typical Aussie, or or was he? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say typical Aussie. I mean, obviously, I was 18, and so you know, I was at my prime. I just finished school, you know, one of the other years after the game. Obviously, I don't now because I'm very mature. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I remember after the quarterfinal, actually, like we went out for a beer. I think we went to a club and sort of his cam- he had a full beer in his hand, turned around, he'd gone. Like, I, I just I don't think that was his scene, really. I think he was a bit more of a family guy, um, loved his cricket. Um, yeah, but he was, he was fairly quiet, to be honest. Yeah, when I was 18, I actually saw him out on a night out in Melbourne. Um, and tried to have a tried to have a chat with him, but surprisingly, he wasn't that keen on a pissed eighteen year old scouser coming over for a chat. So. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it doesn't surprise me. But, uh... <laughs> so we've gone. Uh, let's move on to number four, uh, current Test captain uh, Joe Root. Yeah, um, again, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? I actually, obviously, when I played Test matches in India, he wasn't captain, so I think. I probably saw a slightly different side of him, you know, he's probably captain now, you know, a lot more roles on and off the pitch, but I spent a lot of time with Joe in India um, and got on with him very well, um, you know, and that's just off the pitch, you know, on the pitch, obviously, he's, he's probably going to finish up being one of England's, if not, you know, one of, yeah, the best England player um, in all three formats, really, he's Mr. Consistent and he's always scoring yeah. runs. Um, so yeah, that's about it with Rooty. I think you've you've put him at four here. Um, obviously, 
for about two years now there's been a debate on where he should bat. Do you think that do you think it's harsh that that is the debate over Joe Root? It seems like especially in the media they don't really give him the credit he deserves and it's it's focused around negative points maybe. Yeah, it's quite funny actually because with this thing I was going to put in three and then I thought he loves batting four, doesn't he? So I just <laughs> down. Um, well, yeah, I think that's the thing. The only chat with Root, isn't it, is basically that he scores too many fifties and not enough hundreds, and that he wants about four and not three. And you know, I think if, if that's the only chat that you're getting, then you're probably doing all right, aren't you? <laughs> um, but I just, you know, for me, if he's captain, he wants about four. Let him about four, I guess. It depends. You know who you do. Then I think it, the reason why it's been such a bit of um, talking point is because they haven't really nailed that top order in the past sort of yeah. You know, well, quite a long time actually. It's not really the last couple of years, is it? You know, since me and before when I was playing, um, there's not been a set. You know, top four or five has there. So no, not at all. Yeah, it looks it, it looks like they've got some nice players at the minute with a, uh, you know, you know Pope obviously. I yeah, think Pope's. You know, I hope they keep him in the middle order for now. Yeah. But I think in the future, you know, he's going to be a top top player. Um, so you know, you know, that might open up for him. But yeah, I just think if Rui wants about four, you know, Coley bats there, doesn't he? Smith bats there, Williamson bats there. I think yeah, that's just where he's pretty happy batting. So you know, leave him there. I don't know. Whatever's best for the team, I'm sure he knows that. So, Steve, I'm trying to imagine what it must feel like for people to tell you you only score too many fifties, but. Imagine, oh, I'd love to. Imagine, I don't imagine getting 16. Oh, yeah, he needs to go on. Yeah. Get 16 a season, never mind, or not? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that problem as well. Oh. <laughs> so, let, let's stick with a, with a theme of England captains and let's have Owen Morgan at number five. Yeah, um, Morgan, to be honest. I actually, I, so I only played with him in that T20 last summer. He wasn't there in Bangladesh. Yeah. Um, obviously, so the majority of the stuff I see what you guys see um, which I'm sure you know you you can tell how much of a you know how much of a great leader he is but yeah yeah, I just from from the brief little week I spent last um, summer he's just such a cool calm collected bloke and I always say that about him that he's so cool and calm but you know I think everyone sees it he speaks very well like he's obviously led and turned around um, England who struggled big time in the the previous World Cup to, to over a four-year journey, he's he's sort of changed the way that England play their cricket, um, which is why I respect him so much. And it also, he's you know he encourages anyone that comes into the team to just play their way they want to play. Like he, he just like you say to me that you've been picked for this reason, so go and play this way. Um, if yeah. you want to reverse your second ball, do it. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than playing in a team. And to be honest, I haven't really had had this this problem. But you know, it's, it's playing with someone capturing you, saying, you know, I don't want you to play this way, or yeah. you know, we, we, we need you to play this role today, this role. Whereas I think he's been the reason why England have been so good is they've got all this these talented blokes, and Morgan's led by example and just said, look, lads, go out and belt it everywhere. Yeah. And you know, they, they've they've been they, they've turned into world class players, I guess, over the last four years, but. That's from playing their own way, I guess. Yeah, it's, he said that, and it, you know, Stokes and Butler etc. get you know a lot of praise and quite rightly as well. But ha- having a captain like that must be absolutely. You've said it yourself. He lets them play the way they want. So we'll we'll leave him in there. <laughs> we'll go on to uh, number six, and obviously this guy gets picked if anyone's gone anywhere near him, and it's uh, Ben Stokes. 
Yeah, I mean, the whole country know exactly why I've got him in there at six. You know, <laughs> I, I did have him at five, but then obviously got Morgan in there. I mean, Stokes, he could probably bat anywhere in, in this team. Um, phenomenal athlete. It'll change, win games for you in the field with the ball, with the bat. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer why he's in that. It's one of them with Stokes, obviously, the summaries are uh, unbelievable. But I think the other day, wasn't it, Jacko, that he's just got replaced Coley, who's been the best player in the world for three years and he just took his place so he's uh, obviously done something right hasn't he <laughs> yeah. yeah literally like it's, it's just been one of those summers I guess hasn't it I mean it, it, it actually you know I, I know his numbers have been very good but every time there's been a big game hasn't it this summer you know Ashes yeah. World Cups yeah. even just that one handed catch he took in the World Cup yeah. it's just been oh, yeah. it's, it's always it's always been happening in like the big games hasn't it where England have really needed him. It's just been stoked every time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and obviously the reason why they get so far is all of them as a, as a team. But yeah, he's just been so good this year. And, you know, that's exactly what you want in your team is someone in the big moments to step up and then win you the game. Yeah, I think another man who's done it enough times at number seven, Josh Butler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's probably... You know, I find it weird saying things now when I played with guys, and but he was a massive role model of mine when I was growing up. Um, originally, it was from Somerset, so I actually probably yeah. supported that. You know, right up until I probably played my T Twenty debut, I still like followed Somerset, and obviously Joss Butler. Then, as a young kid, um, he was just one. He was probably turning, changing the way county cricket was going, and guys going out there, and you know the shots he plays and. I sort of model a lot of my one-day game, you know, other than belting the ball 100 metres, which I physically <laughs> um, I, You know, that's why I try and use the pace and get it behind me. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal player, isn't he? And he's actually a lovely guy as well, really nice guy. Yeah, funny you said that. He's come up in a couple of teams and everyone says, what a nice guy, and he's, he's quite quiet and stuff. But I think the, uh, the stump Mike and Ver- Vernon Philander from this winter might say something a little bit different. Yeah, it's quite something though, isn't it? Because I imagine you guys heard that, and he's got such a soft voice, isn't it? So yeah. it's actually really funny when he's spraying people, because he sounds like a bit like, because he's such a nice guy, it doesn't sound like it's too natural. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was like the, the politest way to abuse someone. I think. No, yeah. no aggression at all, was it? Just the, yeah, the way he said it was great. <laughs> So let's uh, let's move on to number eight. Uh, probably the most laid back man in the world, probably in Joffrey Archer. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, you know, someone there who bowls very good pace. You know, I've got I've got a few guys bowling. You know, eighty eighty early eighties and stuff nipping around, but needed someone in there to bowl gas. I actually did before I had Joffrey in there. I had Rory Kleinbell, who I played with at Northlands. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just yeah. I, I mean, I briefly on Rory the reason why I was going to have him in there is just sort of I love again the way he plays cricket you know Belser with the ball uh, the bat sorry you know and actually uh, probably a far better bowler than people actually realise um, uh, you know and love the he was a most chill man ever you know he'd be having a sack on the balcony he was such an old fashioned cricketer <laughs> um, but he was actually at the time at Northlands he was so aggressive and he was you know he'd come and spray other seams and stuff um yeah, I, so I nearly had him in there, but then I, you know, I, I remembered one of the best bowlers in the world who I played with, so <laughs> I thought I'd get, get Joffre in there. Yeah, so yeah, just on Joffre, Ben, um, obviously I think we've talked about the two that are going to be 10 and 11 in your team, but um, do you think he's going to be the man to take over for Broad Nansen over the next few years? Um, 
I mean, potential-wise, it 100% has the potential, I guess. But I think this, the problem is going to be is, you know, he didn't really get injured too much in his career and then he's picked up a few injuries since he's played for England. So I don't know if that's just... Uh, it's, it is another step up. Um, but, you know, I think Jimmy and Brody have been pretty consistently on the park, haven't they, over the past 10, 12 years? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the difference now with cricket as well is, you know, what does Joffre want to do? Does he want to play 100 tests or does he want to play in the IPL every year? You know, that's just down to the person, I think. And, you know, whereas Brody and Jimmy, when they started, obviously it was just really test cricket with, you know, a bit of one-day cricket. So I, I think that's where it's changed. I just don't think... Bowlers are going to play as much Test cricket nowadays than, than they probably would have done ten years ago, just because of the amount of cricket. But I think, yeah, potentially, I, I think we've already seen that, that he's a world class bowler and he, he's got the potential to take loads and loads of wickets. Yeah, is, is he as laid back as he looks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a typical Caribbean. You know, he is so he is so laid back. I mean, I I only actually played with him in that T Twenty, but I played against him a few times. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he sleeps all the time. I, I think he's quite late. I think I think he kind of does his own thing. And because he's that good, I think people just let him get on with it. But he's, he's a very nice guy, but he's yeah. laid back. Fair enough. So going on, our spinner in the team, uh, Saeed Ajmal. Yeah, I played with Saeed in the PSL. Yeah. And 17, I think. You know, obviously... Yeah. Bit different playing in there, in there, but I know for a fact, you know, watching him play Test cricket, the guy was look, looked an absolute handful. And I actually played because um, because I think in that tournament he'd been pulled up just before for, for throwing it. You know, I'm yeah. sure there you were know, question marks over it throughout his whole career. But I remember <laughs> he, he bowled at me in a net once, T Twenty, which was um, ragging, and he bowled like he used to bowl in Test cricket, basically. And I did not have a clue which way I was going. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it was quick. It was sixty-one hours fizzing it, spinning it both ways. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's he's a very funny man. I mean, he's he's like a I don't know how old Saeed is to be honest, but he, he's like a little kid. He's just got so much energy. Um, you know, besides being a, a world-class cricketer, I think you mentioned there about you played together in the PSL. What's it like, kind of going into that franchise environment? Obviously, you're away for a while. In terms of sort of similarities or differences to an England tour, for example. Um, it's obviously different because, I mean, the PSL especially because the culture is so different. I mean, you know, the core of the squad are from from Pakistan. Um, yeah. So I think the PSL may be the idea similar where maybe social side of things, you kind of hang around with the overseas in a way. And, yeah. Uh, the, the Pakistani guys kind of kept themselves themselves and, you know, were in their room a lot. Um, to be honest, that, that one for me was... was a really tough time. I mean, it's in Dubai. It's obviously it was then. It was an amazing country, but it was quite draining for me because I'd obviously was a fairly young lad. Finished the season, gone straight to straight to the England tour till Christmas. Um, then went to the PSL um, after Christmas. And I, to be honest, and we we had two match two uh, people who got done with match fixing in the first game. Right. And, and that, that then meant that our overseas, basically, me and Stephen Finn just could not get in the team because of that. So, you know, I was running the drinks for like four or five weeks. You know, people, I mean, right now, I'd, I'd have killed to do that this winter and, and actually get away to, to a different country. But, <laughs> you know, you, you probably do take it for granted. But then I was just exhausted. I had a long winter. Um, so I did find that quite tough. I spent a lot of time in my room. Um, the timings of the PSL were awful. I mean, we 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 finished the first game after the opening ceremony. I think about one a.m. 
because um, something was wrong with the after the opening ceremony, there, there were a few problems. So, you know, think that I was getting back to the hotel at like two, three o'clock. You know, sleeping until midday. So, I probably didn't do it right then, but I was quite young. I I was quite shy, probably a bit out of my comfort zone. I think now I'm a bit older. I'd I'd be a little bit better. I'd yeah. you know I'd try, play the field a bit better. I'd try and try my hardest. It's, it's it's really important in those things. Sam Billings does it so well. Um, is off the field, just socialising, just giving everything you can to the franchise. Yeah, it goes a long way. And I, Sam, Sam was in my my team, and he did that very, very well with them. And you know, I think that goes a long way moving forward down the down the years. Yeah, yeah. I think just on that, I think we we just touched on a little bit, sort of time away. Obviously, it's an amazing career going travelling the world and you know playing with different franchises and for your country. But it must be so hard at times being away for so long as well. I like filling the time in. Yeah, well, it was then, and obviously cricket is a pretty, pretty mentally draining sport. Um, you know, it's it's not just ninety minutes once a week kind of thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's every other day. It's it's quite long days. Um, so yeah, in, in hotels and you know, people obviously say to me all the time, "Are oh, you so lucky?" You know, you know, if oh, if you did a nine to five job, and yeah, of course, I'd, I'd much rather be doing what I'm doing. But I think as well, like. It is still a job at times, and sometimes it is quite draining. And you know, especially if things aren't going well. Um, I think back to in India in the Test matches where it probably got to a stage where I was like, oh, you know, please, I'll, I could do a sitting on the sides for this next game because yeah, and now I'm getting that much that much um, stick from from the media and stuff. And you know, I'm, I'm away from family for so long and friends. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it's one of those sports where. When things are going well and you're on top of the world, it, it's it's one of the best things ever. But you know, those things can dip. So I think it's you know a big learning of mine is to try and stay fairly calm, like fairly even throughout. You know, when yeah. you're going well, don't be over the top. Be you know pissing people off, being over the top. But you know, yeah. when you're don't dip in. Don't try not to let people know. That was a bit of advice Joss Butler gave me actually in India. And it's I you know it's, it's one of the hardest things to do. And I've, I've tried my hardest over the years to. To make sure I do it, but it is very tough when you're when you're struggling and you know you're away from home, you're in a different country, or you know all those kind of things. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so let's move on to number ten, the first of the two bowls that we've already touched on. But uh, Stuart Broad, yeah, Broady, you know, not not teammate now. Um, yeah. You know, I've seen him over the years. I guess perform. You know, he's one of those bowlers. I think we've all seen it. Some of the some of the mad spells that he's bowled where <laughs> you know, he, he turns a game on a, his head, doesn't he, in a session uh, when, he, when he gets in a roll. Um, it's a shame his batting's not quite like it was back in, back in the years, otherwise he'd probably been up at eight or something, but I think he broadly slightly slowing down at every order he's batting in. <laughs> um, but yeah, with, with the broadly, he's a genius and um, it's, it's actually really nice to, you know, we've, I probably played five or six games in last year in the Champo stuff, so it's nice to share a dressing room with Broadley. What's he like in that environment? Because obviously he's been at the top for so long, and so when he comes back and plays county cricket, yeah, he's he's, he's pretty good to be fair. To be honest, I I have a bit of sympathy, and you know, if guys aren't, you know, if, if he doesn't give it quite a hundred percent, I can kind of understand that. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess Brody eighty percent is better than someone else at a hundred percent. So but he was actually really good last year. You know, we were getting absolutely thumped every game, and you know, Brody is still. Running in, trying to bowl, trying to bowl as well as he can, and in that sense, so uh, you know, I, 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 you know, and Gordy says it. He, he says that he, he loves knots. You know, he's been there for the majority of his career, and he yeah. wants to win games with us. So uh, he's pretty, he's pretty good when he's with us. 
brilliant. And let's go number 11, no shocks, Jimmy Anderson. Yeah, my good friend Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I'll start with uh, him as a bowler, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously um, world class. I think for for someone who's potentially got better and better, you know, throughout his career, and, and even though his pace has been dropping, um, you know, in England anyway, he's one of the more skillful seamers that's been around. Um, you know, right through his career, he's. He stayed on the park, hasn't he? He's been pretty good with fitness, you know, which is what a lot of bowlers struggle with. So I admire that, um, you know, and, and and he likes a, he likes a beer in a bar. Yeah, you know, after again so. to drink to drink or what? Well, he, you know, he wears a couple. He drinks a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, I got. Yeah. I- I can't get him in there. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll leave that one there. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave that one there. <laughs> so, uh, who's captain of that team, Ben? Well, I put Alistair Cook, didn't I? But I've actually had a think over, you know, overnight and today. And I, I actually think, you know, if it's just in general, I'd probably have to go Owen Morgan, I think. I yeah. think just the way that he's changing the cricket and one day stuff over the past few years, you know, I just, he looks like the type of, you know, captain. Not that Alistair Cook isn't too much. You've got two world-class captains there. Um, but I think just on, on recent stuff and what Morgan's done for England cricket over the last, you know, three or four years, I'd have to go to him. Brilliant. And off the top of your head, just really quickly, who uh, who off the top of your head is very... You, you mentioned one before. Who just about misses out, probably unfortunately? Oh, off the top of the head. Um... Trying to, so I was actually thinking uh, with, with Cameron White is I played with Ms. Borlhack right um, yeah oh yeah he, you know very, very good played until he was what 43 or something but I did think about getting him in there but I just I, I know Cameron White a bit better and um, you know I, there's so many England players you know Jason Roy at the top of the order yeah uh, you know his numbers probably don't add up do they but when he's when he has a good day I think it looks better than almost anyone out there yeah. um, so I thought yeah I thought about him obviously I could name you know plenty of the England players that I play with I thought about maybe Murray and he's a spinner as an all-rounder yeah, um, yeah. so I, I thought about maybe a few overseas and stuff over the years um, but to be honest at North Hands, we didn't really ever get too many superstars yeah um, you know through, didn't have you know loads and loads of money to get those guys in um, yeah, so I try to think of broad stuff, but uh, I, Shane Watson actually, I was thinking it was you know it's him or Hales at two. Oh yeah, yeah of course. So obviously, I've got to go with Baz over you know the Aussies. So, but Shane Watson, <laughs> Shane Watson was a, yeah, he was a he's obviously been a very good player. He was a clean striker the ball. I played with him in the PSL. Um, actually, a really nice lad as well. I spent a, spent a little bit of time with him off the pitch. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll get him running drinks in this team if he's such a nice lad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, actually, I'm not sure he's going to run me out to any drinks, but... Yes, what a great team anyway, mate. So we've got a, a couple of little uh, quick-fire questions for you. Um, best ground you've played at? Best ground? Um, yeah, I, I probably, you know, I've, I've got to say Trent Bridge is my home ground now. Um, yeah. but I think the history and everything behind... Playing at Lords, um, you know, I think it's it's a special place to play. I'll go with my favourite place to bat is probably um, and where I scored most runs is actually Edgbaston. I've had quite a few good days. You know, 
didn't finish a job off this summer, unfortunately, otherwise it would have been another nice one. But I do, I got 100 there in the Champo game. Um, and I just think Edgebaston is, it's got, I know it's fine, I'm saying it probably could be the same anywhere, but it's got a bit more of that football. Um, yeah, the atmosphere. Know, yeah, yeah. Brand beers over everyone. Just, it's probably the final day, really, but that day at Edgebaston is, is one of the best days of the year. Yeah, so you, so you like it because you can because th- everyone throws beers over everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got me there. Why don't you put that as a quote? And, uh... Yeah, I think we might do actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've just got yeah. the tweet lined up for us there. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so what all club cricketers, cricketers base good places to play on? Where's the best tees? Uh, the best tea is what, club cricket. Um, no, anywhere, anywhere you've had the best tea. Oh, um, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Well, actually, that's a no-brainer. It's Lords. Lords is like a three-course meal. It's like going to a top restaurant in London. It's you know you'll come up, you come up to the field and you'll have steak and oh. chips. You like know, dark <laughs> cokes and everything. It's literally start to main, and you get a pudding as well. So I mean. You, you do. You want to get a few runs, but if he did nick off just before lunch, then I mean, you're literally finished. <laughs> <laughs> if you were ever going to do it, that's the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not like our little party sausage. You get it. See at the club cricket mates, is it? Who's the best sledger you've come across? Best sledger. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Sledging is probably is going out of the game big time, especially in county cricket. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's. I think it's more because of the different teams that you play for. You know, England Lions franchise. So you kind of know two or three people in each team. Yeah. So, so whereas beforehand you probably wouldn't. You go, oh, he's a bit of a knob or something. You know. Yeah. Whereas now, like, I don't know if, if someone was like, you know, that Liam Livingston, let's say, is you know, what's he's a bit of a nightmare. I'll, I'll be like, you know, he's actually a really nice guy off the pitch. You know, everyone's kind of yeah, says yeah. That. Whereas if he didn't know them, so. I mean, Livy is one. He's pretty relentless. Him and Tom, him and Tom Curran, it does not matter. Him and Tom Curran, it does not matter if you're mates with them. They will go go with. You. I've had that many. Um, so yeah, TCs come at me every time I bat against him. I think last time I saw him, I was like, mate, can we just leave it now and just? Like, um, he's pretty relentless. Um, trying to think, I got a bit of stick when I played knots when I was eighteen. Um, Hales was giving me chat, I think. I can't remember what it was, but to be honest, if it was Hales, and it probably was awful. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is. Tom Curran's pretty, pretty, pretty relentless with it. So, last question for you: um, best player to go on tour with? Who's going to keep you going on all those those long trips? Um, I think um, if I was going with someone, and it's definitely. You know, I know he gets spoken about a lot. Is Mark Wood is all right? Okay, he's definitely, he's definitely one of the favorite. You know, one of the favorites in the England dressing room. Um, I went on a North East South uh, one of those com com thingies, um, and Woody was in yeah my team, obviously the North. And yeah, he's just got the most energy. He's like a little kid, but I, I guess he he'd probably be there because you know if you're struggling a bit or you're down, you go spend twenty minutes with Woody. I think yeah, he put a smile on anyone's face. Um, He's amazing, actually. He, don't, he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink any alcohol. He hasn't since he was about 15. But, I mean, it's like he's drunk all the time. Um, <laughs> but, but he'd still be like, oh, look, come on, let's go out tonight. Or let's let, you know, you guys go out for a few beers. He still wants to be there. And he's he's not one of those sappy, he's, you know, he's probably giving more energy than anyone else. But, yeah, Mark Wood's a top man. 
Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. Well, yeah, I think I think that's excellent. Yeah, everything from us, I think, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, I just want to know, what, was, was Mark with a heavy drinker at 15, was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must have been uh, just one, one, with, one with a meal at home or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very sensible, I'm sure. That's a very... Well, honestly, mate, that was uh, another brilliant team. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all your stories and your uh, insight, mate. It's been brilliant. Yeah, thanks, no Ben. No worries, cheers. I really enjoyed it. Cheers, Ben, and cheers, everyone, for listening. Uh, check out our website, academynorth.co.uk, social media, at Academy North one And we'll see you soon. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Ben. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. See you later.